Time for Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. If it moves people underground or on the ground or even in the air, it's a sure thing that it'll be talked about right here. And now, here's the electric pair with energy storage issues, Ken and Sasha. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This is our number two of Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. We are... Ken Chester and Sasha J. Little. The J is for jumping, jumping, because we'd be jumping around. Oh, my. Jumping jelly beans. Maybe you. I, I start jumping like that. They're going to be dialing 911. Wow. Just, yeah, no. Wow. Things don't work the way they used to. In case you might be wondering, we are tasked with making sure that your seat is in the upright position with your folding table secured and you being properly belted in for takeoff. And as you can imagine, we have plenty to share with you this hour, F with news from the parts bin to the review of the all-new Toyota Avalon Hybrid sedan to a brand-new installment of Tech with Sasha, it promises to be a full hour. But before we get started, please say hi to the road word. Uh -huh. <laughs> I can talk. Can you? I hope so. Uh, I mean, it would be useful considering the fact of what you're going to be doing for the next hour. Kind of what I do for a living. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's try it again. Go ahead. Please say hi to Roadworthy Drive's Cracker Jack researcher, the lady who lets her fingers do the walking in a digital sense. Wow. Google's customer number one, <sighs> Sasha J. Little. I, I don't understand how you have to be so threatened by my entanglement with Google that you have to con you have to degrade our our mutual I, I said customer number one and we're not i'm not his customer though like i am literally google is literally my third husband yeah that there's something no? not right I, if a woman can marry a steel pillar from the eiffel tower i think i should be able to marry Duke Ooh, google I, no, you're not going to get I, into that no i'm not not not, no, I'm uh, not. not even close <sighs> For the curious amongst you, and you know who you are, you're more than welcome to check out the show website to find out the latest that is going on with us in the show. That is RoadworthyDrive.com. It's your spot for staying up to date on the where and the what when it comes to Sasha and I, Eiffel Tower and Steel Pillars notwithstanding. What? Mm -hmm. What do you got against Steel Pillars? Uh, and the love to which a woman might have for one. I, I, <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> You know, Sasha, tell what? us a little bit more about the website, would you? Okay. So, basically, we have this website. It's this place on the interwebs really? that you can go to. What? Really? <laughs> okay. So, on the website, of course, you can find out more about Ken or I. Um, we have the wheels of non-consent once we actually get those vehicles up and going. And I think we got the legal issues almost resolved. Ugh, stop. Mm. And then... Let's see. We have more uh, time with Sasha. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I'm going to be updating that here hopefully in the next couple of weeks. So that way it can reflect where you can find us for um, for podcasts. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find us on the go if you've got Google Play or Spotify, Blueberry, Stitcher. And I'm hoping to, like, triple that number here in the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So make sure to check us out on or you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, Payton. We Twitter Peyton? We Twitter Peyton. Mm. From time to time, we do be a Twitterin. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not so sure that's a safe place to be these days. I, you know. Just it, saying. The, 
kind of like marvelous, wonderful city of New York City. There's just some places that you don't want to go after five. Mm-hmm. And I think Twitter's kind of the same place. Don't go over there. There's craziness over there. Just ah. stay over here. Well, folks, in any case, uh-huh. do be sure to like us on Facebook. Um, wandering through the parts bin, Sasha. Yeah. Um, there have been a number of apps, and I think they're pretty cool. And we talked about one, oh, maybe three years ago, the first one we saw that was an app to find available parking spaces. Uh, the first one I remember was in Canada, and it had to do with parking spaces around a large, brawling university. Right. Now, these apps are more, not so much parking garages, but parking spaces in a large city even. Um, for example, uh, Move It. Uh, which I like it, to move it. Move yeah, it. Move It, which is uh, Move It, M-O-O-V-I-T. Ah, so they know how to spell it. That's yeah. awesome. Taps Spot Hero to show their park available parking spots in a given city oh, and what yes. they're calling a multimodal transit app. Okay. Now, multimodal is a big buzzword these days in the urban mobility realm. And what that really means, it's fancy language for pulling together public transport, ride-hailing services, electric scooters, bikes, private cars, and more to eat, to help people find the optimal route from A to B, no matter what that might be. Part of that is that people still use cars to reach the nearest public transport location, be it train station, bus stop, or ferry terminal. And as a result, uh, the transit app MoveIt announced a um, partnership with the Spot Hero to find surface parking spots, uh, what they call off-street parking marketplace, which includes available parking spots near transit stations, which to me would be so cool. If you're trying to catch the train, you need to park your car, and you need to find a place to park it. I wonder, and it's maybe because I don't live in an area where this is a thing, but... I'm wondering, is the car ownership model uh, advisable where wouldn't it just be cheaper in the long run to just take an Uber to the train station? It depends. But because si- I, I, do you have to pay for that parking that your car is sitting there all day? Uh, most likely. Okay. Like any, like anywhere and then else, you're paying but... for the gas and then you're paying for... Well, let me, let me paint the picture of how that would work in a transit situation, particularly if you're trying to get into a large metropolitan area. Right. You live in a semi-rural or what they call an ex-urban community, which is further out than suburban. Okay. So you, it's not real transit services. You're going to need a car to get to the local hub. Oh, no, I get that. But I'm just saying, why wouldn't you just Uber and then... Either and convenience, cost, depending on how far away you are. Okay. Uh, schedule, particularly if you work crazy schedules. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you don't may not want to pay the premium that Uber sometimes places, depending on demand and time and supply. Particularly if you're out there far enough, Uber may not be an automatic issue for you. Yeah, it's not, it's not even available. Right exactly. Now. Yeah, no. So to have something like Spot Hero that gives you, here's a place you can park and probably a price issue. Uh so there's there is an advantage to that, um, and and I think this is just another tool in the toolbox for people uh, with respect to mobility. Okay. And Spot Hero by sh- for sure is not the only one. But here's something I didn't know. 
I thought it was ma- now they're rolling this out mainly in San Francisco, mm-hmm. but Spot Hero is, according to this piece, isn't currently in dozens of cities across the United States with this integration with Move It rolling out gradually across the country. Now, does it also have the difference, the variance in pricing? For the parking, since it's in different, like San Francisco, I remember we talked about the fact that sometimes at different peak or non-peak mm-hmm, times, mm-hmm. it costs more to park right, your vehicle. Right, depending on where you're parking. Right. Uh, according to the sample I'm looking at, it doesn't really say. Hmm. It okay. just makes parking, gives you choices I was just where parking is available. Like if I was visiting mm-hmm. San Francisco, is it something that might be beneficial to me as opposed to if I was used to? I would believe in due time it would make sense not only for these apps to evolve into not only here's the top places or the least expensive places or closest places or let you set the parameters with either closest, lowest cost, uh, availability, whatever. Right. And you set your parameters and it would give it to you. I'm not saying that the app works that way right now, but it would not be surprising to me. If an event, if eventually it would. What if it, I mean, it would be kind of cool if you could program like how long you're going to be in that parking spot. So like mm-hmm. if you're going to go for the transit, right? Right. And you're going to get ready to work like your eight hour job, then you're going to be taking up that parking space for eight hours. What if you could like be the next person in line, you know, to take that parking spot and it could say a countdown when you think that be parking available. spot. Yeah. But the only thing is most people, if it's a transit hub. Yeah are going into work at the same time and relatively coming out at the same time. So if you're getting off the train to go home at 8 o'clock at night, right? okay, it's available, but who's going to be parking there at 8 o'clock at night? Well, it depends on where it is. What if it's also in like a busy section where Probably nightclubs? That's, no, because no? that's the whole point oh, okay. in that case. Uh, before we get to break, Volkswagen is launching an energy unit called Ellie. 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 As in? Ellie. Uh, kind of like. Uh, E-L-E. Kind of like Tesla Energy. Uh-huh. Uh, they want to make a seamless, sustainable ecosystem that addresses the main applications, uh, and it provides answers to all the energy questions raised by electric car users and fleet operators. In other words, they want to be able to give you sustainable energy, not just for your electric vehicle, but your home and any other energy need that you may have. So they're starting with this. The new company will play its part with energy offerings from renewable sources and smart charging solutions. This way, we're entering a strategically relevant, extremely exciting business area that offers considerable opportunities. Okay. Imagine that. In other words, if you can't beat them, join them. Yep. Coming up, I review the all-new Toyota Avalon Hybrid. It's a looker. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You're listening to Roadworthy Drive. To help fight the corrosive effects of salt and water... Every Lexus features airbag terminals plated in gold. Of course, we might have used a less expensive material, but it wasn't money. We were interested in saving. Okay, seriously? Seriously. 1994. Lexus LS 400. 
Mm-hmm. The Toyota with the L on it. Uh, let it go, That's, Sasha. I, uh, sorry, what? Yeah, no. The LS does not have a Toyota equivalent. Mm. That's cute. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Roadworthy Drive. Ken uh-huh. and Sasha at the wheel and keeping it real just for you. During this segment, I share my insights at the wheel and around the 2019 Toyota Avalon Hybrid sedan. The Avalon Hybrid... Uh, that I had the opportunity to spend some time with this past month was first introduced in the 2012 model year and is based on a fourth-generation gasoline-powered front-wheel drive Avalon. Now, both configurations of the Avalon, and it's Toyota's largest passenger car offered in America, it shares its platform with the Lexus ES sedan. Like the regular Avalon, the Avalon Hybrid is built in the United States at the automaker's sprawling plant in Georgetown, Kentucky. The all-new fifth-generation Avalon and the hybrid have also been moved to the automaker's sophisticated Toyota New Global Architecture manufacturing platform for 2019. The Avalon hybrid is offered in XLE, XSE, and limited trim levels. Power for the all-new Toyota hybrid flagship is generated by an all-new 2.5-liter four-cylinder gasoline dynamic force engine that's more fuel efficient, cleaner, and more powerful than before. The engine's joined to the Toyota Hybrid System 2 powertrain. Now that system uses two electric motors, MG1 and MG2, to supplant, supplement sorry, the charging of the Hybrid System's nickel-metal hydride battery pack, while MG2 assists the engine. Combined, the system produces 215 horsepower. Now, as you would expect, fuel economy numbers for the hybrid are pretty good. And it's 43 city and 44 highway. And, of course, Toyota provided me with an Avalon Hybrid Limited for the week. What a surprise. Let me tell you about what I liked about this car. And I've, I've recommended um, Avalons in the past. I have driven a number of Avalons in the past. So I was anxious to see how this one ran. And two words come to mind. Obviously, plenty of mileage range and ample interior room. The Avalon boasts an interior that you won't get lost or confused in. And I loved it. You can get comfortable and stretch on out regardless of height or girth. Even if you're a smaller person, the Avalon Hybrid is still able to accommodate your need for comfort and control. Switches and digital bits are easy to use, easy to reach, and of course, easy to find. And what I really loved is no doctoral courses were needed to operate the simple stuff. I've always been a believer that technology should enhance my driving experience, not get in the way of it. The Avalon Hybrid does its level best to offer the best of both worlds. And I can tell you by experience that the Avalon has been and still is engineered to give its owner many years of trouble-free motoring, no matter how sophisticated it has become. And of course, I see no reason why the fifth generation should be any different. Hmm. But of course, we want to be balanced here. So let me talk about, I got a couple of pet peeves with this car. Now, with all the technology and years of engineering a truly outstanding car, I felt that the relationship between the gasoline engine and the hybrid motor was kind of clunky and abrupt. It kind of reminded me of when hybrids first came out, say, about 10 years ago. You would know when one kicked in and one didn't. And I don't know because, in honesty, as an automotive journalist, 
where we get vehicles all the time. Very often, we'll get either the last of the pre-production or the first ones off the line of production, which means they might still need to be tweaked a bit. And I'm gonna, I have to give, I'm gonna give Toyota the benefit of the doubt, because Toyota in past years has spoiled me. I have been spoiled with a seamlessly smooth drivetrain that was both fluid and immediate. And honestly, I didn't feel like I had the experience in this car. And I really don't know if it's just being an early build uh, in particular or the hybrid setup in general. But I'm going to reserve judgment, at least for now, until I get to drive the the uh, gasoline version. And uh, note to Toyota, I will take it in that dark, beautiful blue that I saw at the auto show because it was just gorgeous. Now, also, another pet peeve. In the automaker's attempt to produce a responsive car, and I'm going to chalk this one up for me just being an old fogey. I miss the buttery smooth ride of Avalon's past. And again, it might have to be how the limited trim is set up because uh, the adaptive variable suspension that's standard on the gasoline-powered or the regular uh, Avalon in the touring trim level, you can't even get it for the hybrid. So again, going to give Toyota the benefit of the doubt on this one and hold my fire till I can compare them because I found the ride a little bit more harsh or tamped down than I would expect in such a car. And again, I'm going to chalk this up to it might just be me uh, because I'm sure the car is aging better than I am. Cool tech. They've got something called Auto Glide Control, and it's another one of Avalon's fuel-saving technologies which automatically calculates efficient coasting. When driving normally, engine braking will slow the vehicle down when the driver lifts off the accelerator pedal, but to avoid aggressive engine braking, this system limits the loss of vehicle speed through an automatic drive setting that acts more like a neutral gear, allowing the vehicle to coast to the stoplight. Bottom line, this is another home run for Toyota. It really is. It looks good. It's comfortable for the most part. Still going to think about the ride, but if you want room and comfort, but refuse to accept the lousy fuel economy of an SUV or a pickup truck, or even, God forbid, a minivan, then this is something you should definitely be looking at. The 2019 Toyota Avalon Hybrid is also an Insurance Institute for Highway Safety Top Safety Pick Plus, their highest ranking. The base manufacturer suggested retail price for the 2019 Toyota Avalon Hybrid Sedan starts from $36,550 for the XLE, $39,050 for the XSE, and if you're going all the way for the limited, it's $42,850. Destination charges are going to add a $930. Now, the vehicle that I drove that I had for a week came in something they call an opulent Opulent Amber, which more looked like a cinnamon to me. Uh, and it had the advanced safety package that was $1,150 extra, which included intelligence clearance sonar, bird's eye view camera with perimeter scan, which I really loved, and rear cross traffic alert with braking, meaning that something behind you, if the car senses it and you don't see it, the car will actually stop b before you even need to stop. So that's some actual safetyness. Plus a $248 optional carpet mat package. Uh, total price of the limited that I got to drive came to $45,118. Mm, not too bad for what you're getting. 
next. What you've really been waiting for, a brand spanking new installment of Tech with Sasha. Hurry back, because she doesn't like to be kept waiting. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. We are Roadworthy Drive. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. We are Ken and Sasha, and you are tuned to Roadworthy Drive. If you haven't checked out the show website, let me be the first to invite you over at roadworthydrive.com. And it's the place to learn all about the show and more. That's right. You can actually listen to past episodes of our po- the podcast version of Roadworthy Drive. That's available on our Listen tab. We also have the Time with Sasha, which is going to have the wheels of non-consent. That's time gonna to- with Sasha. Yeah, time with Sasha. Mm-hmm. Um, or is and that more time with Sasha? More time with Sasha ah. because there's never enough time ah. to have with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we're going to update that here in the next couple weeks. But you can find where you can find the Roadworthy Drive podcast, and we're available on Spotify and Google Play and Stitcher, Blueberry. Yeah. I I think that's about it. I'm pretty sure that's it, but I'm hoping to expand that out in the next couple weeks. I'm hoping to triple that number. And we'll let you know as we grow it. So you want to make sure that you like us and follow us on Facebook and, of course, Twitter. Yes, because she's all about Twitter, Peyton. I am all about the Twittering. Yeah, well, (laughs) better you than me, I guess. Yeah. 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 Be sure to like us on Facebook, folks. Now, without further delay, and because it's bad for you, just like... A day without Sasha is a day without sunshine. Wow. Here's Tech with Sasha. Yeah. And I, I've been given homework that I'm supposed to come up with a theme song for Tech with Sasha by mm-hmm. next week. So yep. y'all might have to bear with me if there is some weird audible coming out of your speakers next week mm-hmm. uh, right before my a segment. A new theme song. A new theme song. For a Tech with Sasha. And he's not letting me cheat because I really just wanted to do the Jetsons thing. No. 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 Tech with Sasha. No. No? No. See? He won't let me do it. No. So this week, um, while I was answering some text messages, I didn't really get any calls to the Redworthy driveline, but I got some text messages in. And of course, one of the main things that people talk about is, what if my car gets hacked? What if the autonomous car, the self-driving car, the uh, gets hacked? What if your current car gets hacked? What if your current car gets hacked? Mm -hmm. Um. It's not stopping people from buying brand new cars. Nope. Uh, that uh, they still drive them. Um, it's not going to stop the autonomous vehicles from coming in the future. But uh, these questions happen to hit on the same day that I'm sure most of you might have heard about Facebook. Hmm? Facebook. Mm-hmm. Again, because they take our privacy very seriously. <coughs> Facebook. Mm-hmm. Facebook. And I realized that just nanoseconds ago, we just told you to follow us on Facebook because yep. right now, do we tolerate that because it's a way to get to pe- our message across? Do we tolerate that uh, as a necessary evil? Probably because it reaches so many people right now. Right now. Um, it's kind of like what the three networks used to be 30 years ago. Yeah. That if you hit all three networks, you hit most of America. Yeah. Uh, today, if you want to reach people, uh, in one place, mainly. Yeah. 
Un- unfortunately. Yeah. But anyway, the latest to hit uh, about Facebook was that it stored hundreds of millions of password in plain text. Now, for you non-techies, let me explain this to you. Normally, what will happen when um, a mad- major data server is compiling data, they will actually have it encrypted. So if you're sensitive or uh, secure information or data they will have it encrypted so that it cannot be easily deciphered right this was plain text like and i'm just throwing this out there just to be facetious but basically a notepad file (laughs) i mean basically it was like a word processor and you know they just kind of opened it up and bam there you are Mm. for hundreds of millions a microsoft Uh, word of passwords and sensitive information yes just just there just Mm. there um and we know this, but how many of you that, you know, might have conswer- concerns or questions about the autonomous future, how many of you have got Facebook on your mobile phone? Or worse. How many of you actually use the uh, Facebook Messenger as your main mode of communication? How many of you actually use your Facebook account to as a login pass key to third-party apps, third-party uh, navigations, how many of you use that and or your Google password or account? See how easy they make it for us, though? Do you understand that it's one of those things where we know at this point, we know that Google, Facebook are not necessarily out for our best interest, but for their own. But we tolerate that because they make our lives easier. And that there's a lack of federal oversight. Okay, I, can I get an amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. So what do we do, Sasha? Well, a few things. Uh, as you know, if you follow us on Facebook, you'll see that I am fairly active. But I'm not as active as what other people would just assume. This is because I take my actual social time at different venues. And I just wanted to make a few of those venues available to you. Um, as options. As options options or alternatives or maybe an ad to to your Facebook time. I would rather say instead of your Facebook time, but we'll just go with what we've got. Um, uh, I should also start out that I was a MySpace fanatic. I mean, I want to be the one on record uh, Did to you say realize that, I, that MySpace just lost 13 up. years of songs, it. pictures, data? Oh, and I am so glad. Like, I was one of the few, like, about 18 months ago. They had an option where you could like compress your entire MySpace file mm. into one um, zip drive or mm. zip file and download it. And I did that like 18 months ago because it had like all my old notes and my, you know, and everything, all that history. And so I actually did that. So when this came out about how they lost, like it's gone. Not There's retrievable, no gone forever. Yeah. And all because they did a, a surfer transfer. Yeah. Like a basic run of the mill. It happens every day. You would be shocked how many times it happens. But they just did a very basic server transfer and lost everything. Mm-hmm. So w- when you think about that. MySpace, though. My, shut up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so let's talk about a few alternatives. My first and foremost, I got to give a lot of love to this app, is called Pedal. Spell that, would you? It is P-E-D as in dog, A-L, Pedal. Um, we actually interviewed Eric Lunseth, one of the uh, founders. founders of Pedal, 
a couple years ago now, and mm-hmm. we probably should check in on him. I'm wondering what Eric's doing now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's an absolute must for you car lovers. Um, it's one of those apps that it, it takes Facebook for a car lover. It's like Instagram for car lovers. It's people that are just out and about all over the world, and they see a cool car, they snap a picture, and they upload it. It's it's really, really cool. Um, of course, it's a free app. It's available for both your um, Apple and your Android mm-hmm. phone. Um, it's relatively small community, but that's what gives it its sense of intimacy. When you're corresponding with each other, when you're sharing each other's pictures, it's what gives it that. And I really, really like that. My second favorite is Vero. V-E-R-O. I love Vero. It's like Facebook, except one-eighth the size. Um, It offers an intimate one-on-one. You're able to post. You're able to respond. It's literally just like Facebook, but it's for your your phone. Um, And then my last one that I absolutely like, it's a brand new one to come out. It's actually called Basement. And it's just for besties. It's just for your really, really close friends. 20. I haven't tried it out yet, but you're mm. limited to the amount of friends that you can have in your inner circle. 20. And it sounds really, really cool. Mm, yeah. So I'm waiting to see what happens there. But I just wanted you guys to know that there's a difference. There's a there's availability out there for what you can do. Now, when we come back, robots from aliens. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You were tuned in to Roadworthy Drive. Welcome to Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. We are Ken Chester and Sasha J. Little. The J is for journey, as in follow me. Does your J have different uh, It depends on what time. I see. Yeah. Good to know. I it's kind of not... like a chameleon. Come, 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 ah, come. Yeah. I see. Uh-huh. Uh, I was thinking more of Sesame Street. This letter was wow. br- brought to you by. <laughs> Just saying. This letter's brought to you by. Mm-hmm. Nice. This show's brought to you by the letter J. And J is for journey. Mm. Go ahead. And this is the final segment for this hour, number two of our weekly visit. And now because I'm supposed to, Mm -hmm. is back to Tech with Sasha. Hello. Welcome back, everyone. Now, I have got a few questions before we get into this segment of Tech with Sasha. Do you remember Iron Man? I do. Okay. Now, Uh, I... But which one? The first one? We'll just go with the first one. Okay. Um, Do you remember the movie Aliens? Yeah, but it's one I didn't see. You did not see that one? It is the second of the the aliens. I don't even know how many we're into now. Because, of course, they went back and they're doing the backstory of the aliens. Yeah, well, Alien versus Predator and all this crazy. Oh, that was, no. No, that was That's kind of like right up Sharknado, and that's kind of your thing. Stop it. You are not allowed to use the iconic movie franchise that is Aliens and compare it to that to which is the... Uh, 21st century version of uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes with sharks. What do you get against tomatoes? I don't. I mean, oh. I actually love that movie. It's actually very funny with the fuzzy like tomatoes. You guys need to see it. I love like B-class horror movies. But Any anyway, case. so both movies were iconic for many reasons. Okay, mm. we all love Iron Man. What? What? Iron Man. But I want to talk about one thing that both movies actually had uh, in common. Back in 1986, 
when the aliens first came out. Are you going back to the olden days? To the olden days when I was five. Yes. How old were you? I'm just I'm curious. Telling. Are you not? No. Aww. So James Cameron was a director, and he brought a Sigoni Reaver as Ripley once again battling the acid-filled space alien. Wasn't that back in the Fred Flintstone days? <laughs> Why am I imagining like this 1940s like um, uh, Godzilla, you know, where it's just like this mm-hmm, big plastic mm-hmm, and, the, you know, the mm-hmm, cardboards. Mm-hmm. Anyway, stop it. Anyway. Barney Rubble. <laughs> but in this battle, and again, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen the 1986, you know, hit, um, there's uh, Ripley is actually in this full-body exoskeleton that gave her superhuman strength, and then, you know, it protected her from the acid spewing from the alien. I bring this up because almost two years ago, Ford announced that they were looking into exoskeletons for their car factory workers, okay? And, and we covered that. We did, actually. Uh, now, for Ford, it was exo-vest, exoskeletons, bit like exo-bionics, mm-hmm. and they were given to workers in two just two of the Ford factories in November of 2017, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Now, as of uh, August of 2018, mm-hmm. they've got 75 exoskeletons, well, more than 75 exoskeletons distributed into employees in 15 different factories. Now, I bring this up because these exoskeletons that Ford was doing have no motors, right? no engines, no right. batteries. Right. They're just springs and hinges to help with the repetitive motion that these workers had to go through every day. Which I remember in the original article was some 4,500 times per shift. 46. Of putting, yeah. putting hands over their heads yep. uh, in a repetitive motion. Right. Now, let's bring us up to March 9th, 2019. Ooh. Modern day? March Is that 19th. modern day? 2019. Okay. We're going up to modern days mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. They have what's called the Guardian XO. It is uh, an American robotic developer, Circos Robotics, announced today that it was uh, actually awarded a contract by the United States Special Ops Command to deliver pre production fully full body robotic exoskeleton called the Guardian X O. Okay. And I don't think, just for those of you out there that were curious, I don't think the X O means hugs and kisses. What? I don't think it means kisses and hugs. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think that it's kisses and hugs out there, folks. Um, So anyway, they describe it because, of course, there's no picture yet. That well, there is a picture. I'll I'll post it up on our Facebook. But it's a cross between the Iron Man suit Mm -hmm. and Ripley suit at the end of Aliens. Honestly, I think it's because of the Elon Musk uh, inference <laughs> right. that uh, that yeah the character yes. that Robert Downey yes. plays was, was actually patterned after Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Yes, yeah. and I think that's why everybody likes him because nobody did it after. Yeah, what? Everybody loves Elon. Stop it. Anyway, except the SEC. <laughs> I'm not getting into that. Now, in a separate contract, the U.S. Air Force has signed in um, August 18th for logistic applications for theirs. They're Mm -hmm. looking at getting their own exoskeletons. Mm -hmm. Now, with this particular model, the first uh, prototype was 10 years ago, and it Mm -hmm. was hydraulically powered, and it drew 6,000 watts. Yikes. Yeah. Lots of powers. Lots of powers. Now, the one that they actually are the XO. Mm Mm-hmm. 400 watts. Okay, so what can this thing do? 
Um, in one charge, the rechargeable battery packs could be exchanged out mm-hmm. eight hours of work. Okay. For swappable. It also allows you, it you give you like forklift arms, literally like what's in like the Aliens movie where she's able to take, you can heft up to like 200 pounds. What? Right. Which is like one of these little, it's it's absolutely amazing when you see the video of this. Okay. I, I just had an image of Will Smith in Independence Day right? when he said, I got to get me one of these. <laughs> right. Um, the things you can do. The things I, you I can do. I got a do. feeling that these will not be available to the average consumer anytime soon. I mean, and why does that literally set, like the minute you said that, why does this sound like a diehard number 15? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like some like Arabic nation's going to get a hold of one of these or, you mm-hmm. know, some terrorist mm-hmm. organization's going to mm-hmm. get a hold of these mm-hmm. and, you know, just wreck our streets. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Um, it's one of those things where we we talk about robotics. You know, we talk about how the constant. Wait a minute, I got it. Exoskeleton versus Godzilla. Stop. There it, it is. There it is. There it is. Right there. There's the movie. That right there. Forget right there. Sharknado. Fox, there it is. Call, well, now it's Disney mm. because Disney bought out most of Fox, so they need to call Buena us. Vista. Right. Mm. <laughs> Anna Barbera. Are you gonna? There you go. Uh, still is mobility, folks. Are we talking about moving? Yeah, we are talking about moving, moving. I mean, and it's one of those things where. People now to work in these warehouses, it's not going to be as strenuous on them. And it opens up the amount of the availability. I mean, for some of these, I believe it was the Food and Drug Administration actually okayed the use of the lower um, the lower body exoskeletons for use in our warehouses so, for those that had disabilities. That's right. So, I mean, now you've got people that normally couldn't work in this kind of environment being able to do just that. Helping them to be productive members of society and improving their own self-worth. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that. Machines working together with humans instead of at war against humans. Can we get the battle versus aliens, though? I kind of want that. I guess we'll see. Alas, we have come to the end of the road for this week. Be sure to join Sasha and I again next week right here. We do this all again. Bye-bye. Roadworthy Drive is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Roadworthy Drive Productions Incorporated.